Welcome to Maverick University, an educational series featuring ministry modules taught by ministry-minded Christians and designed to help Christians become more effective in their service for Christ. Welcome to another episode of Maverick University. I'm your host, David Hallberg. Joining me today is Brother Don Asawardi. Brother Don Asawardi has an extensive background in, uh, in the ministry and has uh, served as three years as a Christian school administrator, three years as an evangelist, 20 years as a missionary, and also three years uh, at Providence Baptist College. And so I thank you for coming with us um, and joining us. Uh, in a previous episode, Brother Asawardi and I talked about the call to the mission field, and you can find uh, the link uh, to that video in the description below. Uh, today, what we'll be discussing is learning a foreign language and culture. Uh, so, Bill Aswadi, thanks for joining me. Glad to be here. Um, obviously, we, we in the previous video, we went through your call to the mission field, your you know background, and obviously, you know, spent a couple of years on deputation, traveled the country, got some support, and then comes that fateful day when you hop on a plane and you have maybe a shipping container, it's shipped over, it's waiting for you, and... You step foot on foreign soil, and ta-da, we're here. What now? Uh, I can't give anybody the gospel. I don't speak Russian. Right. You know, where do you begin? Uh, foreign land, foreign, I mean, and they've been closed to outside influences for so long, like Russia had for so many years under communism. They would let, I imagine, very few outsiders in mm -hmm. right. um, before the Berlin Wall fell and you know the Soviet Union broke up. So talk to us about this process of dealing with culture shock, learning languages, learning their culture, things, and maybe even share some stories about that as okay. well. So did you have to learn to speak Russian? I Absolutely. I would tell any missionary, if you're going to a country where they speak something other than English, it's absolutely essential that you learn the native language. Mm -hmm. I know missionaries that spent their entire time of service just working with interpreters, and they would just they would speak in Russian. They always had their interpreter follow them around and, and do the interpreting for them. And really, you cannot touch someone's heart unless you can speak to them in the, their native language. Um, I mean, how do you counsel with somebody about their marriage problems and have somebody standing in between you interpreting? Yeah, you know, that's, that's true. It's awkward, and, and something's going to get lost in translation. And, I mean, I've even heard stories where the, the interpreter didn't believe what the missionary was saying, so he would change it, and the missionary wouldn't even know that the guy wow. is saying something. So you've got to learn the language. Uh, for that reason, uh, when we stepped off the plane and stepped into the former Soviet Union for the first time, I knew that our first task would be learn the language. Um, it... Uh, it was going to take a lot of work, it was going to take a lot of time, and it was going to have to be top priority. I was working with another missionary, um, a man, uh, actually still to this day a good friend of mine, a man named Matthew Hudson. His son is a student in our college here. Okay. And, um, and I told him, I am here to learn the language. I will work with you in your ministry as, as best I can. I will attend your services, I will go out and distribute literature as best I can, but I'm here to learn the language, and I'm not going to be di distracted from that priority. Um, and so we were going to be good Christians, do the best we could with what we knew, but I was going to be devoted to language study 
um, for however long it took. I imagine the temptation for a lot of missionaries in their first term on the mission field is to think, oh man, I've got to send out a prayer letter to all these pastors who are supporting me, mm-hmm. and I have nothing to report right. as far as salvations, I didn't start a church yet, you know, and you know, it doesn't sound very exciting. Well, I've been attending language school. I learned about verbs today. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, it doesn't sound like the most spiritual progress, but absolutely essential. And, and, and I imagine pastors are understanding. Yeah, oh, certainly. A lot of missionaries are so zealous that, you know, they just say, I've got time for this. I've got to get out and start a ministry. We've got to build a church and get going. Well, it's, you have to build a foundation. I mean, if you just go build a building and you don't have a foundation under it, you sure. might build a big building, but it's, it's, uh, it's going to be on the sand. You need, to, you need to have a foundation. Language is, is extremely important. So how did you go about um, learning the Russian language? Language school, I imagine, is what most we people do. Enroll, I enrolled in a full-time university program. at the Ky- We were in Kiev, Ukraine. It was the, the best place for us to get started. Mm-hmm. Um, they had what they call the, the Kiev State Linguistics University. And I enrolled in a special program. It was designed for foreigners that don't speak any Russian to learn how to speak Russian. And okay. they had highly developed techniques, they had great textbooks, great teachers, and they didn't even have to speak any English to teach me. They had a, they had a program set up to take you from nothing to speaking fluent Russian uh, without So you never them. had an English crutch? No, they, wow. I went in there and they would show me a picture of a family. And they would point to the father and say, Eta Papa. And I would think, she's saying this is the papa. And then we had to repeat it. And so I'm learning vocabulary words already. Mm-hmm. At the mama. She didn't have to know. Now I'm going to tell you what the word for father is. The word for father is papa. She just used pictures and all kinds of uh, visual aids sure. and uh, films and different things. It was a tremendous program, highly developed. They knew what they were doing. And you need to have, as a missionary, you need to go to a place that has a program. Now, you had the benefit of going to this university. Did your wife do some classes there as well? And you went to the mission field with children. I... Right. What? We had four kids. David was what, eight or nine Let's years see, old? Let's see, when we went to the field, he was 13. 13 years old. He okay. was 13. Older than yeah. Um, and so did they have that benefit as well? If not, how did they go yeah, about it? Yeah, the, the program was very demanding. It was six hours a day five days a week. Okay, yeah. And then I had at least five, six, seven hours of homework every night. So I knew that that was too much of a, of a program for them. I hired a tutor for them okay. to come in and work with them. Um, honestly, after comparing what I was getting to comparing what she was doing with them, I realized she was wasting their time. She was just teaching them some stories and songs. She wasn't working on the grammar. She wasn't getting their vocabulary built up. She, she didn't have a plan. She, in fact, it was in her interest to not teach Russian because yeah. then we would just keep her going. And so I fired her. I hired, we tried several different things. Um, it, was, it was about a year and a half later that I finally realized, you know what, I'm going to have to teach my family wow. how to speak. So we started having classes every day, and, and I taught them. And you probably learned a lot of this. By then, I, and... I had it all. I followed the same plan I took. So how long did it take? You said a year and a half or so for you to get I, I was in the university for two, in, for two full years. Okay. Um, uh, they had a one-year program for beginners. 
They had a, another program for, you know, somebody who wanted to take it further to more proficiency, mm -hmm. more practice than anything else. Sure. Um, and at the end of two years, um, I felt like I had learned enough. Um, I could understand almost everything that I heard. I could read pretty well. I could read newspapers and things. Um, I struggled to say what I wanted to say, but I could do it with difficulty. And really, it took me about another two years of just practicing it in real life situations. I would say it took me four years to get fluent where I was comfortable with it. Wow. Yeah. It was okay. it, a very difficult language. Can you say something in Russian, uh, John 3.16 or something? Well, John 3.16 in Russian is, Evangelia at Ioana 3.16, Ibo tak vas lubil Bog mir, što oddal sina svojevo jedin rodova, da bi vsjaki verušiv nivo ne pagibno imel žizn vječnoju. Evangelia at Ioana 3.16. I know you said John 3.16, <laughs> but you, I don't care what you, what, 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 you, what you said. You just sound like a bad guy from an action movie or something like that, speaking Russian like that. So uh, what were some of the cultural differences you had to deal with? Uh, obviously language, but then everyday living. The, the way people live their everyday lives, probably in almost any country, is, is just different. Um, some of the examples. Um, when we go, let's say we were to go to a bank. We would instinctively look for a line where we're going to line up to go to the bank window and we would line up in single file, give the person in front of you some personal space. Of course, now you have to have six yeah. feet, but, uh, you know, some personal space because you don't want to. Russians have no concept of standing in line. They walk into uh, a building, an office where you're going to need to get service and whoever gets there first get served. That's it. There's no uh, concept of you were here before me. Mm -hmm. um, it, there was a method you could use to get your place in line. You walk in and you say, who's the last person? Who's the last person? And, uh, and someone would say, I am. And then you would say, I'm right after you. And then you keep your eyes locked on that person and that person knows who's before him. And okay. you know, if you don't do that, you're never going to get to the front of the line. So you got to call dibs. You call dibs, and, right. and, and they don't stand in line. They just kind of, because they know that if they get a chance, they're just, they're just going to move up. and. So if you're not paying attention, yes. then somebody will just jump in. They will just they jump in. They see the opening. Okay. Yes. Um, right. And, you know, like I talked about personal space. I mean, you get on a bus, mm -hmm. a public bus, and you're going somewhere. And somebody gets on and they, they just, you know, you, you hang onto a bar so you don't fall down. Sure, yeah. And somebody will just walk right up and their, their nose will be two inches from your nose. And it's like they're not even paying any attention to you. And they're just, they're right in your personal space. Um, if it's a cold day, they're all wearing, you know, like furry coats. And if it's a packed bus, they'll just pack in and you can't even lift your arms. I, used, I remember I used to I'd stand there, I think, I feel like I'm in a... A box full of teddy bears. I'm, I'm packed around <laughs> with all these fluffy things, and and they're packed in so tight I can't Stay even. Stay plenty move. warm that way. Yeah, um, yeah, warm, and uh, and their their idea of hygiene is different than ours. You know, mm -hmm. they may not have taken a bath for the last couple of weeks, and uh, body odor is not something that they worry about very much. And uh, sometimes it, just a lot of little things like that. Um, they don't have the same kind of response when you ask them a question. We would just okay. give a direct answer. They're very evasive. Their culture has taught them to just kind of hold back and not tell you everything. 
and they lie a lot, and okay. uh, just you know, just all kinds of different things. Where what is wrong with these people? Well, they're just living the way they've learned to live. And, well, uh, I imagine you lived under the Soviet Union. You didn't freely give up inf information at all. Anybody who stood out or or popped their head up and said, "What's going on here?" would disappear in the middle of the night, and that has a a very cooling effect on yeah. uh, on people who have big ideas. So people weren't that curious, right? And they weren't willing to. And they don't Focus. make eye contact. They don't smile. If you smile, they think you're crazy. Really? Yeah. They they actually have a proverb that a, a smile without a reason is the sign of an idiot. And so <laughs> you're going on the you're walking down the sidewalk and just happy, smiling, waving at people, and they look at you like you just escaped from an insane asylum. And so you just kind of had to learn to not draw attention to yourself, and and just a lot of different things that you. It's hard to. Explain unless you've been there. But. So it seems like personal interaction between people is yes. not anything very what it is different. Here. So how does that affect evangelism? Well, at the same time, they have an idea of hospitality where okay. if you go over to their house, um, I mean, they invite you in, they'll sit you down, they give you a meal. Um, well, you experienced that. You I did. visited a, a Russian guy in Elgin, mm -hmm. and uh, you were just knocking on the door, talking about church. And he said, "Well, come on in, sit down. Here's some fish sticks. Here's some cookies. Here's yeah. some tea." I mean, and that's they're taught to do that. Mm -hmm. um, civilizations that have known a lot of poverty understand that if somebody's traveling, they they need something, so they kind of learn to help okay. each other. So it, it's. Kind of different extremes, but yeah, there are cultural differences. So you as an American coming over to Russia, um, Russia and America at odds for many, 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 many years, they're suspicious of you, I imagine? Russians have the, another thing I was going to say about Russia, uh, about the Russian culture is they have the ability to hold contradictions in their heads. They can think opposite things at the same time and it doesn't seem to bother them. America is their their least favorite country. They hate America. America is the country they hate the most because we are the bad guys. We're the enemies. Sure. But yet America is the country that they love the most. Anybody in Russia would give their right arm to go live in America and become Americans. They love American movies, music, culture. They want to wear American jeans. They love America, but they hate America. It's a very strange mix of of love and hate so yeah. it's the country that they focus upon the most it's their biggest they think about america all the time how much they hate it how much they love it and i was a real curiosity for well they fantasize about why they hate it and at the same time while fantasizing about it i guess they have a desire to they know they'd rather it. be in america yeah. than in russia that's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, so did you enjoy living in Russia? What was your overall impression? We were comfortable there. We had, uh, we had made a life for ourselves. Um, it was our home. We really did think of it as home. But I have to be honest, Russia is a dreadful place. It really is. It's a place that has a history of cruelty and bleak, horrible things have happened there in history. And, uh, and bleak, horrible things still happen there. And um, I, I wouldn't say it's a nice place to visit. I would say you wouldn't want to live there, but I will say I had, we had a blessed life there, and we were happy there. 
but uh, not because of the place, but because we knew we were doing what God wanted us to do. All right. Well, thank you so much, Brother Asawari, for joining us. Uh, you'll find uh, the previous video, like I mentioned, in the description below, and you can click on that link to find the previous video. But the next video that we'll be talking uh, is uh, children, and your kids on the mission field, and you'll find the link to that video in the description below as well. I hope you have a good day.